With just 52 days left till the 2024 election, DPP presidential candidate Lai Qingde is hot on the campaign trail. On Wednesday, he joined the DPP's eight legislative candidates in Taipei as they officially registered for the race. In his stump speech outside the local election commission, Lai emphasized the importance of sweeping all eight seats. DPP presidential candidate Lai Qingde arrives at the scene, accompanied by his Taipei City campaign chief Chen Shizhong and the head of the local DPP chapter, Zhang Nan. They gave a show of solidarity with the party's eight legislative candidates in Taipei. We want to win all eight legislative seats in Taipei to make Taipei a better place and to make Taiwan a better place. Let's make this election a home run. Yesterday, I and Xiaobi Kim registered to run for president and vice president. We're both confident and we're both determined to lead Taiwan forward along a steady path despite turmoil in the world. In that moment, will we choose freedom and democracy or will we choose totalitarianism? Our party has put forward the most outstanding people. Our presidential candidate Lai Qingde and running mate Xiaobi Kim are the best of the best. Let us all work together to win all eight seats. That's always been our goal, to win all eight seats. Incumbent lawmaker He Zhiwei was there to show support, but he appeared to keep his distance from candidate Wang Shijian, who defeated him in the DPP primaries. I, He Zhiwei, will not register for the legislative race. If I do, I'll throw myself into the sea from a great height. I, He Zhiwei, have chosen to remain silent. That's how I'm showing solidarity. My silence is my show of solidarity. The tension was palpable, and legislator Gao Jiayu stepped in to play peacemaker. She urged He to show more support, and he did, with apparent discomfort. In the Shilin Beitou Legislative District, the DPP's candidate Rosalia Wu faces the threat of an alliance between the KMT's Zhang Sigang and Ho Hanting of the new party. In an election, the bare minimum a candidate can do to show sincerity is to present policies and political views, rather than spend every day discussing incomprehensible alliances. In their eyes, is this election about dividing political power, or is it about meeting voter needs as much as possible and promoting national development? The incumbent lawmaker said she was unfazed by the challenge and was confident in her chance at re-election. The DPP's vice presidential candidate Shelby Kim was only announced this week, but she's already under attack from the KMT for being overqualified. An opposition counselor said that Xiao, a U.S.-educated career woman, would become resentful under the strictures of the vice presidency. The counselor compares Xiao to Japan's Empress Masako, who gave up her diplomatic career to marry into the royal family. The comparison drew ire from a DPP lawmaker who said it was disrespectful to Japan's royal family. I want you to answer in English because I want to understand how you respond to the challenges and the questions that U.S. friends and government officials raise to you. During an interpolation session in 2012, then-lawmaker Xiaobi Kim questioned then-representative to Washington Jing Butong about Taiwan-U.S. relations and diplomatic policy. Using English, Xiao pushed Jing to discuss the U.S.'s policy of rebalancing toward Asia. First, 
I would like you to explain. You've been talking about the policy of rebalancing towards Asia. How do you envision Taiwan's role in the U.S. policy of rebalancing and pivoting towards Asia? Let me ask you again. Can I answer in Mandarin? Yes or not? Well, I would prefer that you answer But in I English because to answer in Mandarin. We We need to understand how you explain our policy I can to tell the U.S. You, not everybody in this room understand what we said. If we All right, speak well, English, anyway, I'm going to continue my questions. Okay. Xiao insisted that Jing respond in English. Jing asked if he could use Chinese, saying that not everyone in the room understood English. Before I answer your question, I have to make a statement. Of course, my English proficiency will. Uh, We're not as good as yours because it's no, not, not my native. It's I'm not, my, it's not my, my native language. So, so no, probably. No, no, it's not a question of English. It's a so matter it's of how you communicate your policy. Uh, With Xiao running for vice president, this face-off from more than a decade ago has resurfaced. A KMT counselor said that with her extensive qualifications, Xiao could become like the Japan Crown Princess Masako, a career woman who famously struggled to adjust to restricted palace life. Hitting back, DPP lawmaker Ling Chuying said it was disrespectful to use Japan's royal family in such a negative comparison. Lin emphasized the need to have a seasoned diplomat like Xiao in the presidential office. Over her career, Xiao has been a staunch advocate for gender equality. Ten years ago, she urged the Ministry of National Defense to not exclude women from the defense sector. Due to a string of problems that have accumulated over a long time, women are not encouraged to work in science and engineering or to do research in science and technology in the defense sector. Abroad, more and more women are pursuing these careers. She served in local politics on the national stage and abroad. Now she's back in Taiwan, taking aim at victory alongside the DPP's Lai Qingde. Nianxing Textile, a world-leading denim fabric and garment maker, says it will shut down its plant in Miaoli's Holong Township. The company cited rising material costs and labor shortages as factors behind the decision. The Miaoli plant posted pre-tax losses of 220 million NT from January to October this year. Its closure will leave more than 700 workers jobless. Amid soaring cotton prices, high inflation, and manpower shortages, the sixth largest denim fabric producer in the world has announced plans to shut down its Miaoli factory. From January to October 2023, the Holong factory posted a pre-tax loss of 220 million NT. The plant will shut down after its last orders are delivered. The company supplies fashion giants, including Levi's and Gap. On Tuesday, the company said it would close its plant in Miaoli's Holong Township, where the company was founded in 1988. That means production will be fully overseas at plants in Vietnam, Lesotho in Africa, and Mexico. Experts believe the decision was driven by the lack of cheap labor in Taiwan. Nianxing Textile operates globally. How can it source that kind of labor in Taiwan? That kind of low-skilled labor. Textiles have low added value and slim profit margins, so survival in the Taiwan market is very challenging. The Miaoli County government has not received a redundancy plan from Nianxing Textile, but this afternoon we will send over staff to provide guidance. The closure is set to leave more than 700 workers without a job. The Miaoli County Labor and Youth Development Department says it will support workers during the layoffs, which it believes will occur after Spring Festival. 
A Taiwan city councilor says smartphones should be banned from use by children seven and under. Speaking to the mayor at City Hall, Councilor Shu Cui Ling asked for a local ordinance that explicitly prohibits its use. She said the digital addiction was common among youths, and that it was having a negative effect on physical and emotional development. Already in 2018, the WHO added gaming disorder to its international classification of diseases. It's listed among dependencies and substances like alcohol, tobacco, caffeine, and drugs. It's considered a behavioral addiction. Currently, Taiwan is seeing an alarming trend called digital parenting, which involves using technology as a pacifier. I've had such thoughts before. Hearing you mention this, I will ask Deputy Mayor Wang and our Department of Education to run a pilot program, a program on smartphone education, to teach students proper smartphone use and to study the health effects of smartphone use. We will plan to complete all our research and preparation by next year. Responding to the call for a ban, Mayor Zhang says he would study the issue. He pledged to conduct a pilot program in schools and to have the health department investigate the impact of smartphone use. The outcomes would be used next year to formulate a city ordinance on smartphone use among youths. He said, "What do parents think?" One mom told us a ban would be tough to enforce, especially because. Parents themselves struggle to put down their devices. Today, we take you to an immersive exhibition which uses 5G and generative artificial intelligence to explore the relationship between ecology, history, and civilization, from the Industrial Revolution to modern times. Our very own Stephanie Yang spoke to the exhibition's creator to find out more. One work was inspired by the Warden case, which was invented during the Industrial Revolution. This Warden case-like installation is a collaboration between Chen and Taiwan's Industrial Technology Research Institute. The installation roams around the room while the background changes. This art exhibition, "Streaming Colony: Nesting Terrariums," explores the relationship between ecology, history, and civilization from the Industrial Revolution to the modern day. The this、uh, exhibition is an、uh, idea from the history, from the plan transport, transportation around the world, and uh, uh, in the very very beginning, we find a story which is a, a, a box called wooden case, and a, a wooden case which can is a very small case which can put. Plant or small ecosystem, and this case um, uh, let uh, British take the tea to in, in India. So actually, it create a tremendous、uh, impact to human. So actually, we、uh, start from this、uh, impact story and、uh, create this exhibition. We use the different way of、uh, writing. To build up this uh, uh, structural, the story, the structure of this story. So in the in our work, you can see different、uh, writing style, the handwriting and typing machine in 19th centuries, and、uh, the coding, the computer coding, and、uh, the last last one, latest one is the AI,、uh, and the, you use the. Use AI to create some of images, and also generative art to build up a, a future future 
uh, future concept of ecosystem. OneWork utilizes a 5G live stream to present real-time live video of workers in Taipei and Orchid Island. Uh, why we uh, are using the 5G live images connecting to the uh, Orchid Island? Because uh, Orchid Island play a very special, important role in Taiwan plant history. Because why he called uh, Orchid Island? It's because uh, in 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 the past time, uh, the island is full of orchids. Uh, their orchid uh, ecosystem is very uh, prosperous. But uh, due to the people's be, uh, humans' behavior, the orchid now is vanished. So we want using this uh, 5G uh, 5G live stream to showing people the, the ecosystem can change rapidly uh, due to the human behavior. And actually, uh, in the people in Orchid Island, they are uh, trying to uh, recovering the, uh, the orchid in in Orchid Island. So actually, we want to uh, tell a story about that. The exhibition has been co-created by two Taiwanese artists, Wu Qi Yu and Chen Pu. Chen 3D printed plants in his studio and placed them into the works. Wu wrote the script. This exhibition highlights their reflections on society, history, culture, and technology. The main idea we want to talk about is uh, when you create, uh, not only just doing the plan is create ecosystem, but also when you're writing. When you're thinking, when you're drawing, when you're uh, videoing something, actually you create kind of ecosystem in your conscious. Yeah, because uh, this year the AI is uh, quite, uh, quite advanced. So I think people can accept that idea. Uh, uh, if, uh, if one thing can be described, it can be, can be, in, can be put into uh, human's consciousness, Actually, it can become a creature, or which can become an ecosystem. That's our main idea. So actually, we want to encourage people to keep creating. Chen has won various international accolades and has displayed his works in many art institutions and exhibitions in various countries. He began to cultivate an interest in plants three years ago. In the future, he hopes to experiment with combining concepts in his artworks relating to ESG, otherwise known as environmental, social, and governance. In the future, we are going to have some experiments about uh, uh, the artwork combined with the plant or combined with more ecosystems idea. Because nowadays people put in uh, a plant like decoration. But actually, uh, if we can invent it as it turns, the plant, uh, when their condition is not very well, we can uh, recycle it. And after that, we can put the, the, the well condition to that. Uh, the, the plants are not going to the church can. They can be go back to the greenhouse. And actually this uh, ecosystem, I want to try to uh, combine with my work in the future. The exhibition will be held at the National Taiwan Museum of Fine Arts until December 3rd. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Yang Kai in Taizong. Growing up the child of a single-parent immigrant from Vietnam, Tsai Jia-Sing felt it was difficult to connect with others. Now, Tsai is a sports prodigy who has won international competitions and received the Presidential Education Award. Tsai says he has been inspired by the help he's received from his coach, and in the future, he hopes to help other single-parent kids like himself.
Juggling sports in school can be an insurmountable challenge for a teen, but for Tsai Jiaxing, sports are a source of strength. His team provides him with a sense of belonging he had long searched for. In the beginning, I had worried that as a child of a single parent, nobody would want to talk to me or pay attention to me. But finding tennis has really brought me out of my shell. Now I take the initiative in talking to others. Tsai's unwavering efforts at practice have earned him remarkable achievements in his sport. In this room in Tsai's home, the walls and shelves are lined with various plaques and medals from sports achievements, a large number of them won in 2023. Most notable among the achievements is a Presidential Education Award. In the future, I hope to take a cue from my coach and help many other children of single parents, as well as those from disadvantaged families. I had this thought when I received the Presidential Education Award. I thought to myself, this is the path you chose for yourself, so you have to carry this burden. Nobody is going to help you, only you can help yourself. Don't look back, just keep moving forward and working hard. God will have a path for you to follow. Tsai's mother knows that for her son, the road ahead may be painful, but that there's no pain like the sting of regret. So she reminds her son to never look back or dwell on sadness. By always marching forward, she says, he's certain to discover new paths.